were all from from the land. It was all pure seeds and nuts and and fruits and vegetables and all these things. And this is why our bodies are strong. We came from a heritage of that. And I think that this uh, America and its its culture of what he- what eating is just all wrong. It's all based upon business and it's not based upon health. And it's very difficult to change the paradigm, but it's very important to. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? It's Leroy Barber uh, with the Sit Up Podcast, and glad to have you with us today. We are continuing our series uh, from Tampa around innovation, and I've been having a lot of fun with this series, and these topics are, are pretty incredible, and I, th- I, think, I think I'm being inspired in a couple ways. One, by the innovation that, you know, and folks know me, know I'm an innovator um, and a starter and visionary and all those kind of things. But I am I'm I'm inspired uh, at the level to which I am seeing and experiencing leaders of color in this space. It's it's been incredible, and so I'm glad we we're getting a chance to share that with you uh, uh, during this time and this week as we as we uh, we bring these podcasts to you. Now today. Uh, it, it might be a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, I will admit uh, that uh, today's topic uh, is food and specifically farming. So uh, <laughs> food's not out of my comfort zone, but farming way out of my comfort zone. Y'all, I, I, I'm from Philly. I grew up in the city. Uh, I'm a city boy. I lived in Philly. I lived in a city in in Atlanta, right downtown, you know, and I live uh, in Portland, you know, not as much, you know, but still city. So um, and so, you know, farming and hey, my grandparents farmed, but me, I, I, I don't I, you know, farming is way out of my comfort zone. But I do have some questions, right, that I think we should think about uh, for today's podcast. One is, do you know where your food comes from? Right? I, you know, I go to the supermarket, you know. Uh, uh, you know, do you know where your food comes from? Right? Uh, the other question is, if you, if you, if you wanted to farm, um, where would you do it? Like, do you want to grow food? Um, have you ever thought about growing food? Where your food comes from? And maybe you want to grow it yourself. Have you ever, has that ever been a process for you? What does, what, what does farming have to do with control? Right? There's, that sounds weird to put together, but I think, I think today's podcast is going to put some of that together. Farming, food, and control. That's another, that's another thing that I think you should be listening for. Um, can, you, can you farm in an urban environment? Like, you're in the middle of a city. Can you farm, right? Are there ways to do that? Um, can, can I do that at my house? What if, I, what if I live in an apartment building, right? Like, is farming even an option? Is growing my own food even an option? 
What do we what do we learn from farming about being outside? Farming puts you outside. Are you outside enough? Do you get the lessons that come from being outside if you're in an urban context or don't farm, right? Would it like outside teaches us something and are we missing some lessons when we're not outside? Another thing that I've thought about in this out of this podcast is what do seeds do? Right? I think there's fascinating stories around seeds. Again, yeah, like I am not your professional, right? I just have these questions. And then what does farming and food have to do with health? What if you have asthma? What if you have diabetes? What about allergies? You know, I can I can relate to food uh, and and health now uh, because I've been diagnosed with diabetes and had to go on medication. And I came off of that medication only based on diet. Like what I ate for six months corrected or helped me gain control. So there's some questions around health. And then there's a question of food deserts, right? What, what does that mean, right? And then uh, what do our local stores provide and what do they do if they're in the midst of food deserts or what can they do or what are they not doing, right? Does it, like... If I wanted to save money, is farming an option? <laughs> and then I think I think the last thing here is like, can you cook? Because <laughs> if you farm and you grow your own food, there's another question there, right? Like, who's going to cook it? So, can you cook? And I think this is fascinating because historically, communities of color, and I will talk for Black communities, like. Cooking was a part of culture and history. And have we lost that? Because we're now in urban environments. And historically, we, were, we, we came from, you know, out of the Great Migration, out of the South, out of farming communities. My grandparents knew how to farm and knew about growing food. But has that been lost the longer we've been away from them place, those places? And things are more convenient. We can just go to a, a supermarket. Have we p- lost a part of our history? Because we can't cook anymore. Hmm. So today's guest is Janice Carr. And Janice is an urban community farmer. And she lives in Tampa. She's a part of the Wellspring Micro Church. Uh, and is about to actually open her own farm. And so is an innovator, right? So innovation happens, right, at the intersection of difference. So she's bringing farming, food, women and girls, a micro church, and owning your own business all together. Uh, and so I am super excited for you to hear her story and her passion. 
So we're going to bring Janice Carr on. And remember, uh, part of these interviews are being done by Andrew Morgan. So I want you to uh, want you to know that. So in case you don't hear my voice, I want to give a shout out to my brother. Janice Carr, next voice. We will make statements, speak truth or add to the noise is up to us to take the dust we've been given, to treat our seconds like cents and watch how we spend them, to use our words like olive branches in the mouths of birds and watch where we send them. Take the negative thoughts we were taught, take our wounded souls and hearts, and let God mend them. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen, stories to tell, battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. And welcome into the Sit Up Podcast. I'm the producer, Andrew Morgan, in for Leroy Barber. And once again, we're live here in Tampa, Florida for the Voices Conference. And we're interviewing innovators because in Sit Up, you remember, it's sports innovation, theology, the ugly, which is injustice, as well as public discourse. So we're really stopping at the eye today and we're talking to innovators. With me right now is one of those innovators that we've, we've had the pleasure of meeting. Can you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Janice Carr. Hello, everyone. What's your ministry or what's your work? What exactly do you do? Um, Two-part question. Uh, one, my ministry is women and girls, and um, I just want to uh, lead, inspire, and ignite them uh, to live uh, pure and holy through Christ. And, un- and I just have an unconventional way of doing that. I think a way to do that is through, is through farming, is oh, through wow. learning how to grow food, uh, to learn how to nourish your body, nourish your families, that there's a wonderful process of uh, bringing women together that happens just in the whole process of growing something from seed. So how'd you get started with that? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I think we had moved from New York to Tampa, and I was, um, I call it, maybe it wasn't praying, maybe it was whining before the Lord. <laughs> and I was really trying to find out what I wanted to do at this point, and I had, um, we were so active in where we were at before, and now um, my children were going to, uh, going to school. My youngest had started school. I had been a stay-at-home mom for 14 years, and um, I didn't know what I was going to do here. And the Lord asked me, what do you want to do? I thought, well, we'll grow things. And yeah. so he sent me to where I work now. Um, uh, my full-time job is at a, a 5013C um, urban community farm so that I can learn how to grow food. I want to take it back a step to something you said. God said for you, like, he asked you, like, what do you want to do? How important was that? Like, how life-changing was that? <laughs> that was like, I didn't know that you asked me. I thought you'd tell me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you will give me the desires of my heart. And so shouldn't you be telling me that? And I think he was telling me, I have given you the desires in your heart. So what is it that is there? <laughs> and um, it was to grow it was to grow food. I just think there's something really powerful about that. Um, being a mom, um, nursing each one of my children and that I could produce this food that would nourish life onto my children. Um, that was very significant in helping with some of the diseases that were just in our family from inflammatory diseases, asthma, um, allergies, eczema. And I learned that, you know, breastfeeding would be a way to give them antibodies towards different things. And I thought, man, this, this having, being able to control the food or control what you put in your bodies, man, it really has a way of nurturing life and how well it is nurtured. And so I was interested in that, not only for my own children, but how can I add this to other people's children? 
What were your interactions with that type of nourishment growing up? Did you ever visit any farms or anything of that nature? <laughs> well, my grandmother and my grandfather, um, my grandfather in particular was a farmer and he was a sharecropper um, in Kentucky. And so, of course, he made no money and he worked really, really hard <laughs> and um, made not that much um, doing it. My grandmother, um, they by the time I could remember my grandparents, they were no longer doing that. They had moved into the city and they had taken on city jobs and, um, you know, basic, you know, the bus driver and cleaning up at the education, the school board. Um, so it wasn't um, high paying jobs, but she had a little garden. And from that little garden, she produced the most wonderful little things. I just love journeying in that garden. But after that, from that time, when I was a young girl um, till um, an adult going to college, there was nothing like no one talked about farming. There was no gardening. <laughs> no one had gardens. Nobody wanted a garden. I'm not sure we uh, were really as much into vegetables as the ones um, except for the basics, you know, lettuce, uh, <laughs> tomatoes, carrots. That's about it. And a lot of ranch dressing. But, um, that you know, no, that so there was a seed there maybe from this generational, um, but not really a lot of interaction, not with my generation especially. Tell me what it was like one of the first times you really got a chance to get your hands in the soil and you realized, oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> like, what, what was that experience like well, for you? Well, one of the first times of getting my hands in the soil, um, one of the, there was an intern there. She was a college student. She was in her 20s. Um, when I first started getting in the soil, I was 41. I was in my early 40s. And so uh, I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I thought, she said, well, you're just going to go down here. She showed me how to plant something and how to, you know, pull these weeds around it and plant this plant. And so I thought, well, how do I do that? Like, do you, is, are there some, like, things I can put on my hand or something to, to help with that process? She said, well, you take your hand, you pick it up, you put it down in the ground. And then <laughs> after you finish, if they're dirty, you wash them off. Um, but that was just how green I was to just the whole process of, like, getting dirty um, and and being out in the sun, I thought this melanin meant I need to preserve myself and be in the shade and in the air condition. Um, but I found this great love of being out in the open sky, been looking up at the beauty and the majesty of the of God's grace that's displayed in His His creation, and getting my hands uh, dirty in the soil and all these beautiful components of life that are in the soil. And um, growing something so tiny as one seed that would, when planted, produces that could feed many families for, um, let's say, like a collard plant can, play, can feed many families off of one, one plant could feed you for the entire 30 weeks of the season almost. And then after it goes to seed, it produces a thousand additional seeds. Yeah. And just the, um, the bounty in God's... Um, creation that happens with everything that he gives life to. So what has it been like for you helping young ladies, like sowing that seed in them and helping them? What What are some of the success stories or some stories that you could share with me about that process? Well, um, there's such a taboo around organic because our farm is a, a, a certified organic farm that I work at. So, you know, people don't want to be told what to do, <laughs> um, but they do like food and need food. <laughs> yeah. And so when you create an experience around um, where your food comes from and um, being able to feel, see, touch um, that 
that experience, I think, changes things. It changes like, oh, this is where it came from. Oh, now now it becomes a, an exercise and an interaction where now we're gonna we're going to harvest some collards. After that, we're gonna we're gonna um, prepare them in some different ways. You probably didn't think collards could be co- uh, compared to. We then they get to taste it. They get to try it. We get to talk about some of the wonderful nutrients that are contained in it. We get to talk about so how what is your experience with it? How have you had it before? And so from those, it just uh, starts thinking about food in a different way. Um, it also gives an opportunity to expound how. Um, like this is the purest form of nourishment that is readily right. available and that you have within your hands to make right to grow right in your own backyard. So how is um, that way of eating? How's it affected your health? Oh uh, man, uh, when I first moved here from New York, I had to switch over to man so many different seasons. But I have uh, inflammatory disease, so asthma allergies, all those things. And I just couldn't breathe. (laughs) I couldn't breathe. I was having uh, problems with my allergies and I didn't want to be on medication. And so I totally changed the way that I ate. And I started with a uh, Daniel fast and just trying to eat just everything from seed. And I'm like, I'm growing everything from seed. (laughs) Let me just eat um, those things from seed. So I stuck with fruit and vegetables, um, organic, um, that didn't have chemicals in it. It's very difficult to mention food and think chemicals goes automatically with it, but um, it changed my um, it changed everything. It started to clear a lot of the inflammation in my body, and it really um, helped me understand the purpose of of God really providing for us in the in the bounty of this creation in order to sustain, maintain, and allow our lives to flourish and, and, and flourish. And that the more I ate of that, um, the more I find that was happening with my mental clarity, with my, I wasn't feeling bloated, I wasn't feeling all those different things that sometimes could uh, cause my day to be a little shorter or less productive. And um, I didn't have to take medication to do it. Oh, that's beautiful. So I want to ask you a question about uh, food deserts. Mm-hmm. Um, in the areas that you work in, is that a is that a, a problem? Do you still do you see that in the urban communities that you have lived in and worked around? Yeah. So the uh, urban community in Tampa that I grew up in was uh, in Ebor, around Ebor, Tampa Heights area. We moved a couple of places in between there, but the if there was a local store. Uh, finding fresh vegetables in there was just, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily available. And, um, it, it wasn't even an expectation because there was always cheaper food that was much more cheap, that was cheaper, that satiated the appetite a lot more for a lot less. And so, um, that is the reason why I initially went to where I'm working now, which is also in a predominantly, um, urban community. It's, um, largely Hispanic. And um, there's not as much of a food desert there, um, but there isn't as much of the immediate community that's accessing the fresh fruits and vegetables that we have available because I just think they don't know, just on our particular farm. But that is why I came there is so that I can start an an urban farm in some of those food deserts that I'm familiar with or at least take, uh, you know, I just 
<laughs> want to get a truck <laughs> like yeah. old school with the with the collards and the and the uh, the watermelons and go around to the food deserts and just have all different types of vegetables available and just one hour here, one hour here, one hour uh, uh, in another place. But I'm still uh, formulating and trying to get that together legally. <laughs> yeah. Do you think do you think people know how to cook anymore? Like these things, like when they get you know collard greens and, and things in their household. Do you think that that's a dying art? Uh, to be able to cook natural foods? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just going to speak for myself because I didn't. <laughs> uh, my one of my friend and I, we used to go online to try to figure out how to cook things from scratch yeah. because we were used to um, having the quick microwave rice, the microwave broccoli, <laughs> you know, the chicken breasts and the big packs that you get the best price for. We thought that was healthy eating, but we were finding that we were still sick and um, we weren't feeling as well. And so um, I don't think people know what to do with, you know, when you you ask someone that to, to consider maybe, why don't you consider doing a, a diet uh, or just doing some days with just eating things from seed? Um, they don't know what that means. They're like, well, what will I do without my meat? What will I do without dairy? And it's like, do you know how many fruits and vegetables there are available? Yeah. <laughs> how many greens there's available? Um, so I don't, I don't think that people know as much, but there's an incredible access to information to give you tons of options if you're interested. How dangerous are, are some of the, the preservatives and different things that they put in, in food? Is oh, it- my gosh. It is, it is, it's poison. It's poison. So when, when it says... Um, one um, documentary that changed everything for me was Food Inc. Right. I suggest everybody go on there and, and, and find just just so that you can understand that the food business, agriculture is a business. Business makes sense for money. It does not make yeah. sense for nutrition and health. And um, many, many of the ingredients in our food, if you just turn over and just keyword any of the ingredients on some of the food that you have in your pantry, in your cabinets, and you'll find that many of them are going to come up with a chemical, (laughs) one of those uh, chemical signs, (laughs) because it is a chemical. A chemical is poison to your body. Many preservatives that are produced in laboratories are poison for your body. It is poison. And it is legal poison. So um, when it is legal to do that and you voluntarily choice into it, it becomes your fault that you're fat, your fault that you're sick, your fault that you're busted and disgusted. And the government makes a nice amount of money off of it. And I hate to say it that way, but it is legal. The government has made it legal. They, um, their information is out there so that you do know that the things in your food are poison. And when they give you the choice and you choice into it, they, they say it's your fault, not theirs. Is that a motivating factor for you? That's a huge motivating factor. I'm like, man, if we've got this liberty of choice where we can choice into either life or death, why not choose life? Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. not choose life? <laughs> and our, uh, I'm African-American. Um, the things that we ate in, in, in terms of from our um, native lands were all from, from the land. It was all pure seeds and nuts and and fruits and vegetables and all these things and this is why our bodies are strong and this is why we are we came from a heritage of that and i think that this america and its its culture of what what eating is just all wrong it's all based upon business and it's not based upon health and it's very difficult to change the paradigm but it's very important too
couple of more questions. Kind of going back to your your passion of working with young ladies. Um, what are some of the some of the things that some of the conversations that are you're able to have when once that barrier is broken, you're out there working in the dirt with them. Does this open up conversations and freedom and, and space? Well, I think um, for young girls, um, and they may not necessarily get it in the process of it, but they do begin to understand that it takes time and attention to nurture this seed unto health. Yeah. So there is a lot of work that goes into it. And um, part of the, with my, the microchurch that I have with the underground is also helping girls identify with themselves and um, their value and that they are these precious seeds and that there's a very specific effort in taking care of themselves and honoring themselves and nurturing themselves. And just as you wouldn't, um, you know, with organic farming, we don't allow any chemicals, any toxins to be, uh, to, to be put on the plants because we want to give them the best opportunity to grow. That likewise, the same thing for them. This is why um, it's important that you pay attention to what you um, that you look that you that you watch on television, the things that you listen to, the music that you're listening to. Is it something that is life giving for you, or is it something that fills you with bad thoughts? And so, um, in addition to the um, uh, another way, it's a, it's a it's a strange parallel, but between the um, learning to grow food. And also with uh, worship dance, which is a part of it, it is helping them to learn how to honor um, the preciousness of the seed that God has, has placed just in them and who they are. What's the full vision of your micro church? The full vision in, um, is lead, inspired, ignite women to live holy and unashamed for Christ. Like, I think that holiness is just not something that is popular. It seems like Christianese, but it's like whatsoever is pure and is, is good and right. What, why don't we sup on these things? Like if it's, if it makes us feel bad, if it makes other people feel bad, why choice into it um, with what you eat, with what you listen to, with what you take in, with how you speak, with how you allow others to speak to you, how you treat people, how you allow other people to treat you, that there is a preservation and a strength that happens in that that is weakening, I think, just with all of the um, the inundation of the toxins that are so in the culture. for From our food, literally, to our food that we put in our bodies, to how we see our bodies or how it's projected and presented on media, and uh, it's important to just get that that purified and cleared because you can. Yeah, that is. That's true. How much joy do you find yourself having now? I think there's just there's joy and peace of understanding who you are and whom you who who you belong to, and that our value is based upon this greater. Um, with my identification with Jesus, I realized that. You know, when they hate you, they hated him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that he was not popular and that his decisions were not popular also. And that it's okay that sometimes um, standing up means standing alone, but you're not really alone. It's just finding that community of other thoughts of people who do that. The underground has been that for me. Um, and um, But that is an important stance to take because there's many more people out there like you who are waiting to stand up as well but don't know that they are in company. Great. Well, thank you for sharing the Seeds of uh, Wisdom with the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say before uh, 
about you? You know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or help you out in your calls, is there? Uh, oh, man. Um, so uh, right now I am in the process of transitioning from the um, farm that I'm at now. And I have an opportunity to start an urban farm and do the same things and officially start um, a little bit more specifically going into my my micro church, which is Wellspring. Um, if you need to to contact me, you're welcome to contact me at my email, which is embracethekitchen at gmail.com. If you're interested in farming, if you're interested in um, this, um, um, you have a passion for women um, and girls and would like to extend that through some of the things that I've talked about. I know it's been a lot <laughs> and all over the place, just like me. That's the wonderful mess I am. Um, then please give me a call. I mean, give me a, a, a shout on email. And uh, we can start a dialogue. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Sit Up Podcast. All right. Thank you. Live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.